Today's episode is brought to you by Sadie Harper of Interior Harmony. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. I have a funny story to tell you. I was asked to be on a podcast and they sent me to this site called Podit, where you can enter your information and people can like find you to be guests or you can apply to be guests on podcasts, or whatever. For an experiment, I put girls to do stuff on Podit just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Y'all, people don't follow directions. That is what I learned. I copied our questionnaire, question right. for question, into the apply to be on the girls to do stuff. People don't read instructions. One person answered one question out of the, and it was, the, and, and they all left the, why do you think you should be on the girls who do stuff? Pretty vague. Hey, I'm a cool chick. I should be on the girls. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool the way that we find our guests organically and like mm-hmm. people that we meet. I was going to say, is our guest nervous right now? Cause he's like, oh shit. I had no-, <laughs> no, he wouldn't be nervous. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to tell us how you got that way. <laughs> Today, our guest is Rob Turley. Rob, why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself? For sure. So my name is Rob Turley. I'm co-founder and co-CEO of White Rabbit Intel. And what we do is artificial intelligence for B2B. For sales, marketing, customer success, operations, and management. It's applicable to all of that. We're democratizing advanced artificial intelligence so that it's affordable, available, and easily accessible to all businesses, small, medium, or enterprise, so that we can mitigate the noise in the market have a level playing field so that small, medium-sized businesses can finally properly compete with their enterprise overlords. Now explain that to me like I'm five. (laughs) So what that really looks like. (laughs) So we're taking something as complicated as quantum mechanics and we're turning it into a third grade writing report, pretty much. What we do is that we look at a company's data, we process it, we tell you everything that's going on to find the pain points. So business intelligence, business process analytics, it's pretty much an MBA's wet dream right there. (laughs) Um, And then what we do is we extrapolate contact data and then we make predictions. We create target demographic profile and and an ideal customer persona. The target demographic profile is pretty much condensing the market research five to seven week campaign process into two minutes and 17 seconds of AI processing time. And then the ICP is showing salespeople as an individual precisely who they need to be getting in touch with based off of who they are as a person, not only just the company fit. So it connects sellers to buyers at a personal level so they can create a deep human connection and it will lead to business or lead to a referral. So So basically like it takes all the data, right? So you have all your staff and company data. And like your, their persona, their personality profiles, whatever. And then it pairs them up with who would be their ideal match to work with. Or so match.com for business owners. Yeah. We've gotten the nickname, the eHarmony of B2B sales. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what, yes. Cause yeah. match is like not eHarmony is next level where they actually, you know. I met my husband you. on match. Mm-hmm. So did I, but they didn't vet me. Like, <laughs> I had to do eHarmony. That's an hour freaking report you have to fill out oh, for it's eHarmony. it's longer than that. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. I had friends. That, well, I had already met Scott, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> oh, I started eHarmony first because I was like, yeah, come on, I don't play around. No. Like, I want substance. I don't want this bullshit. But then with that, it was like you get all these like very in your head engineers who are, and I was like, oh, 
maybe my people are unmatched. <laughs> Fun fact about eHarmony, it works so damn well that the guy who actually invented eHarmony divorced his wife for someone he met on eHarmony. That, that into a testimonial commercial. He's only in my... Well, I noticed he's no longer on the edge. Oops. I'm like, I'm going to have right. to research that now. All right. So now that we've explained what White Rabbit does and Wait, it's a really cool Wait, but I'm still confused startup. by that. So I have to ask a follow-up question. Okay. Okay. And so you're only working... Um, don't get annoyed with me, it's not, No. I, Y'all, was, she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> eh? Because there's more than just the business. But I, I don't understand it. Okay. So if I don't understand it, at least one listener doesn't understand <laughs> Nobody it. Nobody knows what it means. Right? Nobody knows what it means. But okay. So real life application... We tell um, you who's going to buy from you before you speak to them. But how are you getting that data? So, and oh, don't worry about small that. business owner. <laughs> no, so what do you, you want that. from me? Like you just sit and talk to me? No, it's all automatic. But where are you getting like from the CRM? We do a deep dive on each seller and we do a deep dive on all the prospects that you feed into it. But we get the data from, yeah, CRMs, CDPs, ERPs, whatever your flavor is, where you keep your customer data. We mm-hmm. just process all of that and if anything in feeds heart. into it. <laughs> like the meat of it isn't just White Rabbit, right? It's a really cool system and you're doing some really awesome stuff. And he's also, because y'all aren't public or anything. It's still straight startup, right? We're private and we will stay private. Yeah. Because as soon as you make your company go public, it's all about the money and it loses its human soul. And our entire goal is to be the only ethical big data company. You just said that. Where it's recorded for oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He says it every time. Okay. No, it's really, I think it's fascinating. But you didn't start out in like tech and artificial intelligence and stuff like that. You were, you so did math, it right? It kind of developed that. No, I come from, uh, I have a BFA in graphic design. That's but I specialize in UX and UI design. But I started out in advertising and PR and then communications. And then I went to, oh God, custom development. I worked in the medical space at one point for a little bit, a hot second. And then I went to starting this company because I was working with artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning. It was so interesting. So we found the right people and we built the company. Uh, So I found my partner, Tim, and then we just went from there. The math guy. Right. There's a math guy somewhere. Yeah, we're all math people. Like we had like like extensive conversations about mathematics because you and Heather and my husband all were like geeking out. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I was not there for that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We have to have this. Dominic and I were literally like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because I mean, I've already thought that three times since I've been sitting. (laughs) We have a place where we chat. We named it. It's digital and it's all voice and everything. And it's called The Kitchen. And that's where we do like math theoreticals and stuff like that. Planning. Theoretical planning. That's pretty cool. And so I'm assuming that with that AI is like full of the math. It's just pretty much all math. Okay. Yeah. So this and is the math, guy that so. was in the garage that you were telling me about. Yes. yes. Thank you. Now I made the connection. Got it. Okay. Caught up now. Guy in the garage. Guy in the garage. Yeah. Like- <laughs> oh yeah. We found him under a bridge. Well, it's a know? speakeasy <laughs> garage. Yeah. It is. It's super fun. But I don't understand how one goes from like a BFA in graphic design to- So I've always been good at math, science and all that stuff, but that's all stuff that you could teach yourself if you have the drive. You can learn all that crap from a textbook. It's not a big deal. Design is hands-on <laughs> learning. So I went to college for design because it's it's, you need to be hands-on with it. And I needed classic training with that and to sharpen my skills there. And it allows me to be more creative and uh, abundant with creativity. So that is more valuable to learn in a schooling environment where you need to be taught by a mentor versus anybody could learn math from a textbook. If you have a library, you can learn math. It's not a big deal. I wish that were true. 
so what is your spiritual <laughs> vision here? Because if I am, don't feel that, I know that one at least one listener is like math is not. Well, that's why I'm like I'm diverting us, and right. I'm now asking questions. So, what is your spiritual vision for this endeavor? So it's democratizing AI. In the end, is making it affordable and available to everyone. Because right now it's elitist. Only the enterprise companies can afford it or it's not done or it's the wrong math or they're spoon feeding it to people for millions of dollars when the overhead is like nothing. Why do Uh, you believe it shouldn't be for elitist? Because why don't people have access to technology that's there? Why is that important to you? Would you, okay, let's say the iPhone came out not in 2003 or whenever it was, I think it was 2003, but it came out in 2010, the iPhone one. But the government and the enterprise companies all had iPhone 10s. How do you feel about that? Great, but I'm at, totally, I would totally feel like, what the fuck? Why don't I have what they have? There you go. Okay. And so what I'm getting at is for you, it sounds like you're saying that your purpose for this is because you don't believe that only the elite should have the goods, that it should be equal for everybody. Is Correct. that what I hear you saying? It should be equal for everybody. And so people can do better business. How much noise is in the market? How, much, how many solicitations you get constantly every yes. single day? Yes. It's to mitigate that. If everybody was using a technology, that would get cut by 90%. There's no more annoyance. You're talking to the people that you need to talk to, to do better business, to do business more efficiently. And in the end, that actually benefits the entire economy, the global economy, because if people are doing better business, more people are being hired, work is being done more efficiently, and everybody gets more money. If you can just get that home warranty company to stop calling me, that would right? be fantastic. <laughs> Call me like six times a week. You know, they have a block button, right? <laughs> I, I, I haven't figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you afterward. I'll show you. It's amazing. I think what Sarah is trying to get at, though, is like personally, right? Yes. Like you are very passionate about this ideal, right? So like, where does that come from? You're welcome. Well, I guess that comes from, it comes from a lot of different things. <laughs> things in life are often not fair. I've been through different systems in life, things that you don't want to be a part of, things that you, you go through from mistakes that you've made and everything. And it's don't let others do. And my goal in life is to help other people and helping other people at a business level globally is going to benefit everybody in the end. So it's me paying it back to the world and doing what I can for the masses. I've always wanted to leave my mark on the world. So I want to leave something behind that is inherently good that cannot be used for something negative. So leaving a positive mark. With everything in AI, do you worry or is it possible that it could be used for bad? Like I watched the 100 people. I Oh yeah. Could it be used for bad? Anything could be used for bad. You use a knife to chop up your vegetables in the kitchen. You can also stab someone in the face. That is true. It depends on the wielder. The (laughs) person who does it. So the people who build it, if they are good and they're doing it for the right reasons, it will be good. If the people are bad, it will be bad. Just like anything else. So what have you experienced in your life that's been unfair that inspired you or molded that belief and that value? Uh, a whole bunch of different things. I made a lot of stupid decisions. I got into a lot of things I shouldn't have when I was a kid. I was a troublemaker, 100%. And uh, yeah, I think that's really the kind of the point is that it's you got to prove yourself to yourself, which is also a paradigm of mine, where the expectation I'm trying to meet is my expectation that I've built for other people to expect of me that is way beyond what their expectation is. So it's internally motivated, not externally motivated. Yes, but I'm also trying to kill that paradigm too at the same time because it's keeping me from like gracefully receiving. 
if that makes sense. I will not accept help and I need to accept help from people Mm -hmm. because they want to help me. Helping people makes you feel good, which Mm -hmm. is what I love to do, but then I'm stripping that from them. Yes, you're stopping the cyclical flow. It's totally, it's like a mind fuck because you just are trying to, you're just trying to be, right? And it's frustrating when you recognize that it's so easy for you to give and be generous, but so hard for you to receive. And it's not even so much that you're stripping it, that joy of altruism or giving from others, from somebody else. Well, you else. are. You're, you're stopping it. You're well, stealing yeah. it from them. They, you're exactly. making them not be able to have it. I said, it's not only that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you got so excited. I you're did. Like, but it's not only, but it's also what is it limiting within yourself, right? How can you grow better by releasing that control? If you keep giving and you don't receive, you give until you have nothing left to give. And then you refuse to receive things. So you've pretty much dried yourself out. And with what I'm doing, it's going to help everybody. It's going to give a lot of abundance to me. Mm -hmm. It's going to give a lot of opportunity and abundance to others. And it will keep on giving because with the nature of AI, it keeps growing and getting smarter and it will benefit people more and more as time goes on. And I will have to stay off the reins. So I'll be working less and less. And I will be giving as much as possible to people without needing to physically put in labor. So what is it that you are in a place, what are you needing to receive right now? Time for myself and people taking care of things for me. Just let them. Delegate. Uh, people offer me things. Not so much delegation, but just in life in general, not just, it's not really work. It's in life okay. is that if people offer to do something for me, just accept it. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh no, I got it. No, just you say, don't, Rob. Yes, thank you. Don't, you. got it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Eat the corn pudding, Rob. Eat the corn pudding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. That was amazing, by the way, the corn thank pudding. You. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I had, he showed up for dinner and I had, that was my side dish that I made. I made corn pudding and he was like going back for seconds and thirds and he was like, oh my God, this is amazing. She like, was saying, you can't eat that much of it. It's too dense. And I'm pretty sure I ate three pounds. <laughs> like he, there was none left because I think somebody went to go look for more and I was like, no, Rob finished it. It was like half a tray. Yeah. It was gross. Oh, it was so good though. It was good. But yeah, I was like, I was very impressed. That's what I'm very impressed. The Jewish mother in me came out and I was like, oh, what a good boy. <laughs> so what for you makes it hard to receive? What is your limiting because belief I used to that take makes from it hard? People. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I used to take, and now I don't want people to give to me because I've already taken enough. When I've given back way more than I have taken in multitudes, but I still have not adjusted to be able to be given to. Right. You haven't cleared out that. Yep. That's a, like a, it's a mind thing. It's psychological. Totally. So I'm, I'm aware of it too. too so mm-hmm. I'm working on it. And right. every what day, are you uh, meditations? Okay. Like you know, think it's thinking and results, it's just meditations, understanding yourself, self building and uh, so on. It's understanding yourself at a much deeper level. Are you open to energetic and subconscious work and energetic yes. healing? Yeah. Do you work with somebody with that? Yeah. Oh, good. Yay. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> do so but are you allowing yourself so like part of the trap that we fall into is that when we think we can handle everything ourselves or we are subconsciously or even unconsciously rejecting assistance is that we don't allot that self-care time to be able to if you can't take care of yourself how are you supposed to take care of others right because if you're taking care of everybody else you can't take care of yourself and if the vessel decomposes then what is there to take care of anybody Mm -hmm. just like on planes put the mask on the kid before 
Mm-hmm. You put the mask on yourself because if you run out of oxygen, you're both dead. Yeah. So are you making sure that you're giving yourself time to do that? Like mm-hmm. starting a company like this is not, you I have know. 20 alarm clocks on my phone right. to remember to do things <laughs> like remember to eat yeah. and drink. Yeah. Like those are things that I would starve myself of because I'm working all the time. I'm a workaholic hundred percent. I do not stop. It's 110 hours a week. And people say, oh, wouldn't you rather do this? No, I would rather be working. And that's something I'm trying to push away from too is less than that. That's not mm-hmm. healthy. Except if you love doing something, it's just life. It's not. Right. And I know I think that there's a lot of us that struggle with that because I can say the same thing and you don't have kids, but like my kids are like, why were you gone for so long? And I don't realize it because I thoroughly enjoy what I do. Like I love working with my clients. I love helping them find solutions to their marketing problems and doing all and, and taking photos and, and being creative and, and doing those things, but at what cost, right? So if there were no husband and kids involved, I probably would be working all the time mm-hmm. because it's fun. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. It is fun <laughs> and I love what I do and I love it, but I am very much balance. I've been both. So I, yeah. I propose that it's seasonal. I've been super workaholic totally lost in it. And then I'll go through a season where it's, nah, I'm all right. I'm not looking for more stuff. Well, it's all a choice. Yeah. yeah. And I think, cause my ideal is 25 hours a week. Like I'm good with 25 hours a week. Kids or no kids. I just don't. Oh, I wouldn't like, I want more time. I'd be like, to, I'm not doing enough with right. my life. That would stress me out. That would absolutely. I if that's like a personality level thing. Cause I think everybody probably has their threshold of what they feel is appropriate. But for some reason, America said it was 40 hours a week. Right. Which was crazy at the time when we said it was 40 because it was not that before. <laughs> and right. it's so that's just op- where we're right. at. It's yeah. public opinion. It's your subconscious thought behind it. That's the, all Well, it is. the 40 hours a week what came from- What do you believe that will make you fulfilled and wholesome? Everybody yeah. has a different idea of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that just came out of a factory union. That's what it came from. A lot of people blame electricity. Yeah. Now we it have light bulbs and we work longer. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, it has to do with the work, right? Mm-hmm. The work I'm doing, I'm- focus and I'm concentrating mm-hmm. so much on different dynamics and I'm digging around in people's brains and their souls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I was doing just private practice, I couldn't see more than six clients a day or then I wasn't providing good services because right. my brain was just like, and you're done. Well, cause okay. you're giving, that goes back to what you were, what Rob was saying with the giving and then there's nothing left mm-hmm. to give. So, right. And it's like super vulnerable. You yeah. Know, with what stuff. you do, you're like, you're like a shock absorber. Right. That, yeah, yeah. That's really, that's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. yeah. That is. And yeah. that, there's a reason. It's funny because you totally, so I'm going to be vulnerable here, guys. Yay. When he was like, when I said 25 and he was like, oh my God, I could never, sorry. Trying to the, lap my laptop. But over. now this is uneven. <laughs> now this table is uneven. Sorry. When he said, when I was like 25 and then he was like, oh my God, I could never do that. My total shame trigger was like, oh shit, is there something wrong with me? Am I a lazy ass? <gasps> no. I just myself and I'm like, I know that I'm not. Right. But then I totally felt the need to make the statement of, but this is why I can only work 25 hours a week because my shit's hard. And I'm <laughs> oh, to have to justify, to yes, qualify that it. that totally so just that... happened on the air, y'all. Oh my God, <laughs> no. But, oh, and I, I'm like, in my head, so here's mm-hmm. what happened when you said 25 hours a week, my shame trigger was, damn, I wish I could do that. Like, how much more, would I be more relaxed? Would I be... Mm-hmm. More like, cause I could fit 25 hours into three days, y'all. I could just get, mm-hmm. I could fit in two days. Right. Just get all the work done in, in two, two days, days. Yep. <laughs> and then have five days to play. Like how cool would that be? And so 
I think that just speaks to you do you, right? Mm, like that's totally. our core tenet yes. is you do you. And it doesn't, neither way has to be shameful. Agreed. And we're all built differently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everybody was, runs on a different engine. Yep. That's it. So I was, I, I'm I was trying to embrace speaking of engines, I was looking at your website and you were talking about democratizing it. Like you can try this out for $50 a month. That's all it costs. Yeah. That's literally it. And you get, that's you not get trying like a, it. That is, you it. get a deep data. Mm-hmm. If you're a business and you got a CRM filled up with stuff, there's no harm yep. in trying this out. Mm-mm. So there, there are <laughs> limits to that. We give as much as possible for the 50, but then beyond that for processing data, it's all ad hoc. It costs what you want to, it costs for the processing, however much you want to yeah, do. Yeah. I like so. that about your pricing model because you can effectively get in for a low price and Whatever if it's yielding results, it doesn't matter. throw right. more money at it because it's making you money. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's a true value prop. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because that's my biggest roadblock in investing in things for my business is what is the ROI going to be? Mm-hmm. And so if it's a low ticket to start where I'm like, can test drive? And then I'm like, oh, okay, the, it, it's working. Right. Then I'm like, okay, I'm totally in. But if yeah, it's I think like most business owners three no grand problem. to start. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't have any problem paying for stuff that works for us. Right, totally. But we don't want to pay a lot to find out if it works for us. Right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm like, even with thing, there was, oh, magazine ad. I was freaking for a whole year, $400 at full page magazine ad. And I'm like back and forth. Like, oh my God, what if I don't get an ROI? Are you fucking kidding like, me? Like it's a low risk, which is why I did it. But if it was $400 like, for a year, is that like a nephew's magazine? I, makes? I, I, is that like, to your family? What yeah. was the distribution? It's the country clubs around the area. Uh, for, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 20,000. Yeah, yeah. Totally. totally. I, I said yes to it because it was a low risk, like high air probability of ROI. But if they would have said to me two grand, I would have been like, what is the ROI going to be? Can I test it for one yeah. quarter? And then <laughs> right. No. And that's real. That is a real thing that as Rob was saying to bring it down for the accessibility for the small business owner, like that is so important because people don't understand like, all right, so Joe also builds websites, right? Mm-hmm. Building websites is time and cost consuming. Like you should expect to invest for a solid website for your business. If it's multi-page, if you need to have e-commerce, whatever, like that is an expense. That mm-hmm. is an investment, a solid investment. It's going to be a higher investment, but it's going to yield an ROI because you're going to have the SEO and you're going to, it will pay back. If you want a solid website, I hate it when people, oh, I'll build your website for $400. No, absolutely not. That business. is ridiculous. So very yeah. expensive yes, online business exactly. car. So I come from a design background and UX UI is it. If you're it, it, expect to pay for a decent website, a thousand dollars a page. Yep. Easily. Otherwise, it's going to be a piece of crap or just a template. And I think the thing that people don't get about website design, and I wonder if you'll agree with this, is that you're actually paying somebody to build a website that actually works, not just build Uh, something that's pretty. Would you look at that? So there's strategy behind it. It Your website should have a job. It should be like any investment property that you might own. It's like an employee. It has something that it needs to get done Mm -hmm. for you. And you need to figure out how to design it to get out of its way so it gets the thing done. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, oh, surprise. Did you know your website's loading speed has everything to do with your SEO and your ability to actually capture people? Mm-hmm. If it loads in more than two, 2,500 milliseconds, two and a half seconds, they've already left the page before it loads because they're not going to wait for it to load. Totally. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Do you know how many pages are super so Joe, over there, right? Yeah. Right. Then I go, what's your website? Yeah. Oh, I'm done. I can't. It's you too long. You have three long. seconds. <laughs> yes. You well, have three I'm seconds. Like, I only have 10 minutes before the next thing I have to yeah. do. And so I'm not waiting for this mess to load You have three up. seconds to get somebody's attention and another three seconds to keep it. So it's legitimately, you have six seconds. 
I'm Sadie Harper with Southern Ambition, one of two businesses I own here in the Triangle, providing expert content strategy, copywriting, and editing services to businesses and authors. From web content to LinkedIn profiles, bios, blogs, and business letters, I structure your content to say what you need to say and connect with your clients. For authors, I'll make your manuscript submission ready with editing and arc development, then write your query letter so publishers will listen. Elevate your brand and save time and money by hiring a professional writer. Email me to discuss your needs at hello at southernambition-nc.com. And so if you think about that, yeah, you're above the fold of your website. Like I like, there's a lot of, yeah, behavioral science kind of stuff, but if they've got seven seconds, you need to redo your thinking. They need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. look at your logo, verify that they're in the right place. Hopefully learn something about your company from the logo. Then there's a call to action. You got seven words they might read mm-hmm. and then put that call to action again. And don't talk about you. Talk about the problem you're solving. You just don't have a lot of time. No. Oh my it's, God. I'm sitting here getting anxious going, oh my God, Joni. We just keep yeah, triggering you. It's identify, draw, capture, and then push. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the show note for this episode. And Americans read in a Z. So that's how you want to do it. Like your logo's yeah. up here, then they're going to go across to the top here, then they're going to go across the body. And they're, yep. that's the swipe. You I, got seven yeah. seconds, man. It's my face. Is it a gestalt principle to actually push them in different directions, though? Yeah. And I'm super proud of ours because our average good, session man. duration is two minutes and four. 48 seconds. Nice. That you should get like a platinum star for Our that. Our bounce rate is 0.46%. That's something, that, but that's because people are looking specifically for what you offer. And before you say that's not a big no. deal, there's a lot of stuff on your homepage. They're not looking. <laughs> well, they don't know what they're what, looking for. They're just Googling. We're telling them and we're saying everything yeah. that everybody wants to say that everybody's too afraid to right. say in business. But they're also like, they go in looking for something that's bringing them. So the back end is written really well. So like they're, it's showing up, they're going in, they're Googling, they're looking for something and then they don't know what they're looking We're for. like 27,000 in the SEO ranking. It has nothing to do with SEO. Why? Then how are people finding you? It's the content. Then how are people finding you? If you're ranked that, is your website showing up when they search for whatever? Just the company name. Oh, so they have to have exposure to the company. Which is actually a really good because who wouldn't Google White Rabbit looking for something? It costs over a hundred dollars a click if you want to be the first one that shows up if yeah. you type in AI. Yeah. That's a crazy ad space. That's a try high. to compete with enterprises. That's exactly yeah. our yeah. point, is that you can make it super specific. Like of if you're what a contractor, you want the number one spot. Stuff. You yeah. might give seventeen bucks in the triangle. It'd be at a thousand dollars a click to compete in your lane, like ouch. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Google ads is not realistic for SM uh for SMBs. No, it's it's just it's not, not realistic. It's it would expensive. make sense that you don't like the Google ad options based <laughs> on what you're trying to do. <laughs> Big data, analytics. Yeah, yeah, no, you lose. Yeah. I mean at a yeah. certain point, like the whole idea of Google ads is a pay to play thing, which kind of goes against their mission. So we'll talk a little bit, which is to organize the world data in a way that's useful and serve up good results. If they're willing to let the people be on top that pay. Oh, good point. It's Joe. a little bit against their mission in my mind. We consider that a corrupt government official, wouldn't we? We absolutely we would. would. Oh, and so why does that make it a good company? Oh my God. <laughs> it's not just that. that, but think about how many small business owners, when you're in these like small business training events, workshops, like, Hey, this is how you learn. Like people say consistently on the small business side, we start with the ones that are below the ads. We don't want the people who are taking out the ads. We want the people who, because we want to support because people understand, even though they may not go as deep as we just did, they understand that the pay to play 
right, are the are like the evil ones, and then, not that anybody who's paying I for Google click AdWords them every it. time because I know they have to. You're pay charging for it. money. I have done that. I before. click it every time. You want to spend seven dollars? <laughs> no, no, exactly. The top two. I go click, open them in different tabs, exit out of them, and then just look for what I'm looking for. Oh my, oh my god. god, that's evil. That is well, evil. But the thing, so those of us that are using it are saying like, if we're not going to pay, how do we rank to that number one spot? For the local searches, because you a lot of us, if you're not paying for it, it's right. impossible. Google's made it impossible. Yeah. What's interesting though is because are you saying? Because when I think of that, I'm like, I don't like if people find me online, great, but I'm like, I want to connect. Yay! I want us to have a heart sync, soul sync mm-hmm. moment. So, how are you helping with that? Uh, it's, it's psychographic analytics. I just love hearing him say that. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm a biopsychosocial assessment that you would do for a new therapy Well, client. that's a well, designer that. drug we were going to drop in a minute. <laughs> stick this on your tongue. They take that data. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, we take people data about people. Yeah. So psychographic uh, intelligence or psychographic analytics is looking at people's interests, their morals, their values. It's looking at their lifestyle choices mm-hmm. and things such as that. So that you can identify what type of things people do and why they make decisions and how they live to connect other people with similarities to them. So that when you speak to them, it's, wow, we really hit it off. If you want that to happen every single time. I would much rather that be the case of the way that the internet worked as opposed to the way that it works right now. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The way that it works right now is I have a conversation with my wife about a product and service because I got 28 Alexas in my house that now my Instagram is filled up with ads for this thing. Or if I looked for something online, God forbid. Do you know why? I think Because it's a big data company that sells your data. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So and like we usually get it wrong because it won't happen. <laughs> right. They usually get it wrong because what happens is I'm interested in something because I have a thought or a whim and I really don't yes. want to buy the thing. Yes. Right. And now they just, it floods my feed for two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, I really That's wasn't a- even that interested in it. And we didn't even understand, <laughs> like we didn't understand uh, the whole thing of the Alexa um, and the echo, like it's the devices. All li- the time. So like we literally, like Scott and I had a conversation about some, it was about a psoriasis medic. <laughs> And it literally, I was like, wait a sec, is this the product? (laughs) No. And it was like, no, that was it. Yeah. That was was emails that you were going to be getting. (laughs) The the emails that I'm getting. No, but literally (laughs) like I opened my Facebook five minutes later and, or my Instagram and there was an ad for some like body cleanser that combated psoriasis. And he was like, I'm going to fix the VPN. I think (laughs) one of my favorite stories about stuff like that is, have you guys heard the story about how Target had hired this uh, company to do some kind of in-depth help with their marketing? And essentially what they did was map their customer profiles. And this company found out stuff about like their shopping patterns with the data Mm -hmm. that they had. So nothing unethical. You buy stuff at Target, use your Target card, they know what you bought. And they use that data to do predictive this is what Sales they might and, need next. Yes. Yeah, behavioral analytics. Behavioral yeah. analytics. For, for business consumer, it's the best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. B2C or uh, behavioral analytics is amazing for B2C because you can pretty much perfectly predict when people are going to impulse buy shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why that's it's, where the the register stuff yeah. pops up. Like well, all be, that crazy shit. My favorite story is um, the shopping patterns that this family had changed in such a way that the Target started sending them maternity ads because they knew based on like the kind of stuff that they were buying that it was more likely that somebody in the household was pregnant and the dad of a teenage daughter oh god got very upset and offended with target made like this big stink about it like got on the news like this is screwed up blah oh, blah blah awesome. 2 weeks later daughter's pregnant so target knew that's awesome. before dad did <laughs> 
Target knows better. Because it's okay. It was, you can listen to Target. <laughs> because of like the different <laughs> foods and the different right. Target knows better. Target, <laughs> Target sends you a pregnancy ad, you're like, well, we better get crap in line. Talk about, Image, uh, just Target logo with the dad punching a hole through a wall. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So it, but it is though. You appreciate some of that, right? Because you're like, oh, I need this anyway. Like it's a subscribe and save. It's the, the subscription models, those memberships that you're like, Oh, I'm going to need this anyway. So I appreciate when they I don't let me know that I'm going to need all. it. I don't appreciate it at all. It feels like brainwashing to no, me. You still I believe that personal it. privacy is a thing. Because once you let that go, <laughs> lean in. No, I don't know. Like I, I can easily get access to your Equifax data. Yeah. 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 It's, I think I know if you live in such Sarah, a way like, where it's like, poor Sarah, nobody, there's no secrets. Like it shouldn't surprise you. I'm never going to be allowed to book guests again is what's going to happen. If you have a cell phone, you You're have no privacy. you find me in the corner in the fetal position rocking. <laughs> no, it's that simple. If you have a cell phone, if you have a smartphone, you have no privacy. Yeah. No. So it's listening to everything you say. I was out getting burgers in Morrisville next to yeah. a movie theater and brought up in conversation while eating with a bunch of guy friends that I wanted to see that movie because I looked up and saw the movie poster. 20 minutes later, we get up to leave. Fandango sends a push notification to my phone. That movie starts in 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> if anybody listening is also <laughs> feeling extremely anxious, reach out to me. We can create a support group for oh, people so who like privacy. Sarah will do Unless some mindset you work on Google Zoom. Pixel, you can shut that off. It's very deep in the settings of your phone, but you can. But afterwards, if you want to use a Google Pixel, you're opted in no matter what. That's fun. Is it the same for Chromebooks? And all the kids are going to be on them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. Wait. Because uh, Nicholas was wondering because he was like, Mommy, I keep getting these emails for activating my Pixel, but I don't have a Pixel. I have a Chromebook. Do you ever worry that it seems like every company starts out with your vision and mission and then turn into the thing they they don't like. Actually, Apple is still good. They do not share your data. They sell the really unimportant stuff. What they deem is unimportant, but they do not sell your personal data. Even yeah. they even deny the government access to their data. Yeah, I just mean like they do They're things the that seem left. to speak in the Epic suing them right now. Do you know what's going on? What uh, Epic, the video game company? In I Curry? stopped following video games when yeah. I ran out of time. So for Epic them. has Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> when I started working 110 hours a week, I Fortnite makes video. a ton of money, anyways. Yeah. But Apple kicked them out of the App Store because <laughs> Fortnite was going to sell their credits inside the game outside of Apple. And they said that they oh, can't do that. Apple's not getting their cut. We're Apple's not, not getting their thirty percent. <laughs> and so Apple and, and Microsoft dropped them. So Fortnite, this local company, uh, Epic, Games, Epic Games, made a commercial mocking the nineteen eighty four commercial from Apple, where they were basically saying free Fortnite. They've become what they hated. Right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So how are you going to prevent that from happening? Oh, so as we grow as we very much grow, when those things may become an issue, what we're actually doing is we're starting a division and company that is strictly for ethics. We're going to hire uh, philosophers, psychiatrists, psychologists, and corrections people. And we are go So, okay, <laughs> if you have a doctorate in philosophy, I don't know what you've been doing, but guess what? You're going to have a job and it's going to pay. <laughs> so it's to ensure that we're using, so there's going to be a lot of debate well, and discussion. Well, social workers start with a code of ethics. And we are, we're just saying. Exactly. And I That's have why no problem calling do. you on your shit. No, nope. nope. you. exactly. So we want to get a group of these people together. What we're saying is you have a captive field. audience right here to, that you could employ. Oh, the field from, from academia. So both ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. and put them together and have them argue about what's right and wrong with artificial intelligence, with the way data is processed with what our system does and what it's for mm -hmm. to ensure that it's for the right reasons. And they shall be called Skynet.
No. <laughs> Skynet Busters. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Terminator, Wonder Twins, activate Busters. <laughs> I mean, just the Wonder Twins. It's all good. Just the word Skynet with the Ghostbusters logo <laughs> with the line through it over it. <laughs> That'd be the division. No Skynet. Oh, jeez. All That's right. very fun stuff, man. It it's is interesting. The rabbit it wranglers. Is. Yeah. White rabbit is. wranglers. There you uh, go. Love it. Uh, oh, wow. I, I wanted totally, to call I our engineers the, the, the rabbiteers, except they were not happy with that. So but that's so, there's so much branding that could be done there. Are you kidding me? Oh, no God, no just, software engineer wants to be called a rabbiteer. Yeah, no. I know, but no. I just got this whole movie reel of all these different rabbit things in my head. Are you vision. making an allusion to the Alice in Wonderland with the white rabbit? Oh, so we're going to be making a commercial sneak peek, sneak peek because you're, we're, because we're always no, out of time. Okay. We are, <laughs> yeah. we are making a commercial. I don't know when this is going to happen, by the way, but we're redoing the scene from the matrix where it's take the red pill or the blue pill. Mm-hmm. If you take the red pill, you'll venture down the rabbit hole and see what wonderland is really like. If you take the red pill, wake up as if it never happened. Mm-hmm. And we're going to redo that scene. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. Because follow the white rabbit and you'll see that yep. AI really does control. That's yep. awesome. So you're more and quoting did, Matrix quoting Alice in Wonderland. I got you. Yeah, right. I guess we're nerds. Yes. But yes. Alice in Wonderland is where it's they the got quote it from. inside the quote. Although, yes. Right. Yes. one of our mantras is that anything is possible. Yeah. Okay. Because anything is possible if you can think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And it's not about whether it could be done or not because it's, it's not about the how. It's about if you believe it, you can do it. Yeah. Truth. Truth. And that's a good, that's a good segue. I know we didn't even get to talk about the cooking or the travel or the, like, we're going to have I've been to 48 countries, 257 cities. I used to be a gourmet Italian cook. How are, you're young. Like, wait, he paused me on Italian cook. Gourmet. Is a number. So we're going to, but I'm just saying, I was just going to say that we could have him back and then talk about all that cool shit. We got a part two. Okay. All right. I'm just letting you know. So on the girls who do stuff, we do this thing. I'm totally segueing really quickly. Yes, Yes. Do the sound. We do something called the lightning round. Are we trying to get a new sound effect? No, that, that was it. Okay. That was so extra. I don't know. There was four of so I got lucky. Welcome. I we are so extra. Yeah, so am I. Um, and so, in like the best way. So we did this thing called the lightning round where we're going to rapid fire questions and you say the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Yeah. All right. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? Wow. We stumped him. <laughs> first one out the gate. Right? I've pretty much done everything I want to do, so I don't know. Nothing else. There's nothing else that you, you don't want to, even on the personal level, you don't want to like, do you want to have babies? Do you oh, want to no. change the, or, okay. <laughs> no. I mean, just, Last thing we need is more of this. That's right. it. The thing on my bucket list is to not have kids ever. Okay. 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 Yeah. How about that? No, that makes sense. That's it. Yeah. That works. Being your eHarmony list of people. <laughs> yeah, that are, <laughs> you really split it down the middle on that one, buddy. <laughs> so since you've been to so many places, what is your favorite place in the world? Budapest, Hungary. Okay, why? It is the most fun, fantastic place in the world, and the people are, are fabulous. Okay. And it's such a positive vibe there because they, they recently just dropped communism, so they're doing great. That's definitely an improvement. They got that post-communism glow. <laughs> it's still like everything's still sparkly and unicorn shooting glitter. They haven't gotten to the real, oh, this is abject capitalism now. What is your number one favorite book? Probably Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I don't even. No, it's actually a self-improvement book and everything like that. And it's interactive. You can write in it and stuff. It's great. You'd love it. Cool. I probably would. It's not dry. I promise. Okay. It's very wet and moist. (laughs) Oh, damn. We're going down some rabbit hole now, aren't we? How do you unwind? Oh, you don't want to know the answer to that. (laughs) What is the best? No, I socialize. Yeah. Yeah. I recharge by socializing. Socialize with others or yourself? Extreme extrovert. Yeah. Uh, Most geeks aren't extroverts. That's the difference. The difference between extrovert and introvert is that you either recharge alone or you recharge in a group. Right. 
and said. And yeah, extra, I would definitely say extreme extrovert would be. Yeah, like a plus four. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I definitely, I feel that, like, I need this. I'm right? an ENTP plus four. Yeah. Right. That's, okay. What is something no one else knows about you? I'm pretty transparent. But um, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I put a knife through my ankle and sliced my Achilles tendon oh, in the God. woods by myself. And Why? so I just drove to the hospital and was like, yeah. That was I an like accident. You, I like that you yeah. assumed it wasn't an accident. <laughs> oh, they did this thing. I learned that you don't. <laughs> Not cut, this thing happened to me. I learned that you don't cut <laughs> dead wood toward yourself that you're holding like by your. I just went right through it and then right through everything. Else. Oh, my it was, God, like my. (laughs) So, the first thing to teach you in Boy Scouts not to do. I was going to say, I learned that very early on. And I I wasn't a Boy Scout. Scout, It's like you never open a box with the scissors towards yourself. You always do it away. Yes. Okay, moving on. I can't. I'm too visual. Keep going. All right, go ahead. What does success look like to you? That is entirely individualistic. To you, to the individual. It looks like a multi billion dollar company by 2023 is what. All right. Okay. That's good. How do you measure that success other than by the billions? And Sarah on the ethics team. Yes. <laughs> I just downloaded Psycho mm. Cybernetics and it's a 13 hour audio book. Okay. Oh no, you can't do it, really do it audio. It doesn't work that well. You, you have to read it because there's parts that you fill out I in the book I and can't. stuff. Yeah. I'm just- <laughs> like, I feel like it'll ask you a question and it'll be like, and I will pause as you answer it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it might. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? Ideas. Do you have a notepad or a whiteboard next to your bed? Someone we know? Oh, no. I have a full-blown notebook. Yeah, like super fine lines. Right. Y'all, it all started with episode 11 with Sylvia Ings when they decided to like literally write me a record. The fact that she has the episode memorized means she was traumatized I do the graphics and I look at them every week. So I'm just saying it was episode 11 with Sylvia Ings where they raked me over the coals because I have a goals whiteboard next to my Whoa, whoa. I have a goals whiteboard across from my bed. Also, also my entire house is covered in sticky notes. It's nice. like really more kindred spirits. Yeah. I'm just saying. And my sticky notes in my office are all of my healing from my clearing mm-hmm. sessions were my healing statement. It's so funny. Yeah. I have yeah. my, I'm happy and grateful for us. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And you want to do your. The mantra. Theme song. The theme song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would your theme song be? Uh, Good day by ice cube. Nice. That one, I'm gonna have to look Wh- that up. Where have you been? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm gonna have to look it up. Right. It'll probably come to me. I just wake probably... up in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm gonna you have don't... to listen to it. <laughs> I don't do good with just the names. I appreciate that you are about to rap Ice Cube. Yeah, I'm not. I, I decided not. To. All right, I did a sales rap the other day though. <laughs> that does yeah. not surprise me. It was James Buckley, James Say What Sales Buckley. He, mm-hmm. he like called everybody out, and I was like, I got this. So I just put one together for an hour, recorded it, put a beat on it, and then just like, sent it out. Nice. <laughs> All right, Rob Turley, how can our people find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. So Robert-Turley. Go look on lit Rob's LinkedIn. www.whiterabbitintel.com. Best profile photo on LinkedIn. Best. That's self-photography. I know. Yeah. Because I asked you, who took that? I did. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> But that picture is totally throwing me off from what's in front of us. No, you have to go. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I can look either formal or anything. I like, I'm like a chameleon. It's whatever I need to look like, I do. And then I act accordingly and it's yeah. wonderful and I can get along with really anything. He is, yeah. It totally 
fits what it says underneath though. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely perfect for that. So y'all that's go find hilarious. Rob on LinkedIn. So and say, sorry. I know that's funny. I was talking through the website again. Say it again. Oh, uh, whiterabbitintel.com. There it is. Okay. That's right. rabbit with two Bs because you have no idea how many people make that mistake. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is really sad, but. <laughs> sad, but true. Can you and buy the sure. other one just to prevent <laughs> right. that from happening? <laughs> just redirect it. Holy shit, I never actually thought It'd be like of that. 12 bucks. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I just bought it. I'll be happy to sell it to you. All right, no, for y'all. shares in the company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, right. Rob, we're going to have you back to talk about travel and cooking, that's for sure. And uh, to get updates on the journey of the White Rabbit. Thank you the so journey. much for being here. The journey. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you. Go and find us on uh, iTunes, Apple You're Podcast. Right thank you. In the studio. In the studio. Come <laughs> find us in the studio when you, we can not be all segregated um, and separated. Thanks, COVID. And what was I saying? Oh, go wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> I was putting my finger over the button. I didn't mean to like amazing. Showtime at the Apollo. You there, like. <laughs> He's like, and your time is up. done. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, if go rate us. It helps other people find us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 